ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم ان زلزله الساعه شيء عظيم يوم تذهل كل مرضعه عما ارضعت وتضع كل ذات حمل حملها وترى الناس سكارى وما هم بسكارى ولكن عذاب الله شديد وبعد all praise and thanks due to Allah the most merciful the most beneficent the one who we turn to when we seek to repent the one who we seek refuge in when we need his help and i bear witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah and that Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam the son of Abdullah is his last and final messenger o people fear Allah and know that the coming of the hour is shay'un azim is a very severe matter on that day we will see people yawma tadhalu kullu murdi'atin amma arda'at we see the breastfeeding mother she will neglect that which she is breastfeeding wa tad'u kullu dhati hamlan hamlaha and that every childbearing mother would would lose that which she is bearing due to the severity of that day wa tara an-nasa sukara wa ma hum bi sukara wala kill adhab Allah shadid and you see people as if they're drunk walking around but verily they are not drunk rather it is the punishment of Allah and the decree of Allah that has them moving that way subhanallah we see people living day to day non-believers weeks after weeks not knowing what the purpose is here on earth people think it's the money people think it's the fame people think it's having a family but subhanallah Allah tells us our purpose here on earth and he says a'udhu billahi minash shaitanir rajeem bismillahir rahim wa ma khalaqtul jinna wal insa illa liya'budun that verily I, Allah speaking, He says, I did not create the jinn kind and the mankind, only that they worship. They worship who? They worship Allah alone, the way He asked us to worship Him and the way Muhammad wasallam worshipped Him. And subhanAllah, with every action or with every doing, there has to be somebody of benefit. There has to be a beneficiary. So in this case, we are the ones doing the action, we are the ones doing the worship. So who becomes the beneficiary? Is it Allah or is it us? And subhanAllah, we realize that we are the sole beneficiaries of this, of this ibadah that we do. It's not Allah. Allah doesn't need anybody to benefit Him. Allah benefits Himself. He doesn't need anybody to help Him. So we see Allah says in Surah Al-Baqarah, He says, in response to this ibadah that we're going to do, He says, وَبَشِّرِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ أَنَّ لَهُمْ جَنَّاتٍ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِهَا الْأَنْهَارِ He says for the people, he says, وَبَشِّرِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا Give glad tidings to those who believe. And this, 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 this iman that we're doing, that, we, that we're having in Allah's message that He sent to Muhammad Wasallam, this is a form of ibadah. And then he says, وَبَشِّرِ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ And the ones that do righteous deeds. And these righteous deeds also fall under the ibadah of Allah that we do towards Allah. For them, give glad tidings to them that they will have a paradise underneath which rivers flow and gardens underneath which rivers flow, palaces, 
castles, anything you imagine, you will have it in Jannah. And subhanAllah, we see here on this earth, yani we see different homes and we find that if there's a property that has in its backyard a beach or an ocean or a, a river or something, it's, it's the value of the property goes up. SubhanAllah, Allah one ups it. He doesn't say that in your backyard, 10 meters away, you just walk, you'll be on the beach. He says, underneath your palaces, underneath your castles, rivers will flow. And who is this for? The people who they believed in Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they did A'mal Salih, they did righteous deeds. And one of the things we must understand about Jannah, that inshallah, Allah, if Allah wills for us to enter Jannah, we will enter Jannah, that Jannah is of different levels. The person on the first level of Jannah is not the same as the person on the highest level of Jannah. SubhanAllah, we see this with the Sahabi, the way they did things, the way they thought about things, they always had their mind on the Akhirah. And um, we see there's a, a Sahabi, his name was Rabi'ah bin Ka'ab al-Aslami, radiallahu anhu, he was from the people of Ahl al-Sufa. Ahl al-Sufa were a group of people that they lived in the back of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa masjid. And they, they lived there due to their sheer lack of wealth. They had no money. They didn't have enough money to, uh, sometimes they didn't have enough money to cover their awrah when they were trying to pray and stuff like that. So their situation was very, very bad for them. But alhamdulillah, they were living life uh, in servitude to Allah and to His Messenger. And they were happy with it. And subhanAllah, we see one night there was a young man, his name is Rabi'ah bin Ka'b al-Aslami. He was from the people of Ahl al-Sufa. And his role was, he was a servant of Rasulullah sallallahu and he always, uh, he would get, get the bowl of water. So Rasulullah can make wudu. So one night Rasulullah comes out for the uh, tahajjud prayer. And Rabia bin Ka'b al-Aslami, he gets the bowl for Rasulullah. And so yani, Rasulullah you know, he understands the situation that Rabia is in. He understands that he's from the people of Ahl al-Sufa. And he understands that you know, his situation isn't the best. So he tells him, oh Rabia, you know, ask me for anything and I'll give it to you. And so Rabi'ah tells Rasulullah he tells him, Rasulullah I want your companionship in Jannah. So Rasulullah he asks him one more time, you know, as if to say, you know, I'm not talking about the Akhirah, yani, what do you want in this life? You know, do you want a family? Do you want a wife? Do you want a home? You know, do you need wealth? What do you need? So Rabi'ah anhu, he replies to Rasulullah and he tells him, you know, oh, Rasulullah, all I want is your companionship in Jannah. So we see the mindset of the Sahabi. He was a very young man, you know, my age, or very young. And he tells Rasulullah that he wants his companionship in Jannah. He doesn't just want to enter Jannah. He wants the highest level with Rasulullah in Jannah, with the companionship of the Sahabi and the Anbiya. And um, so Rasulullah responds to him and he says, Okay, Rabia, you're going to have to help me because you, what you've asked for is something very great. So you're going to have to help me with making a lot of sujood. And so yani, he told him, yani, you have to make, you have to, you have to pray a lot of sunan and stuff like that. And inshallah, God willing, your, your dua will be accepted. So we see the mindset of the Sahabi. The, the Sahaba, they weren't worried about this, this dunya. They always had their mind on the akhirah. You know, when you think about it, we're going to be in the akhirah forever, eternally. So they had nothing to worry about. All they worried about was the akhirah and what, what their position would be in the akhirah. And we see in another instance, there was another Sahabi who he came to Rasulullah and he told him, you know, Ya Rasulullah, 
whenever I'm around you, I always, yani, I feel elated. Yani, he's always energized and he's always, yani, driven by, by the energy that Rasulullah Sallallahu put out. And then he told him, Rasulullah Sallallahu when I go home, I, yani, I lose that energy. I don't, I don't feel the same, I don't feel that same happiness that I had when I was around you. And so Rasulullah Sallallahu and then he told Rasulullah again, and then he says, I come back to you, and then I feel that energy again. But then I leave, and then I lose it. So then he says, Ya Rasulullah, I was thinking about it, and I realized that one day I'm going to die. And then he said, one day, you Rasulullah, you're going to pass away. He said, Ya Rasulullah, when you pass away, you're going to be in Jannah up there with the, with the prophets. And if I enter Jannah, he says, I'm going to be down there with the, with, the, with the lower levels. So he said, Rasulullah, I cannot imagine Jannah being Jannah if I'm not with you. On your high level in Jannah. It shows that yani, his companionship with Rasulullah was so much on this dunya that he couldn't imagine being in an eternal life without Rasulullah. So, for one time, for one of the few times Rasulullah, after hearing this, he was speechless. So, Jibreel comes down to Rasulullah and he tells him, tell, tell the Sahabi that you will be in Jannah with the people that you love. So Anas ibn Malik, he comments on this and he says there was no hadith or yani, situation that Rasulullah was in that was more beloved to us because there was no one we loved more other than Rasulullah Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu and Umar radiallahu anhu. So it shows that yani, what, do we, what do we hold attraction to? What do we hold? Uh, yani, do we, are we attracted to different? Yani, are we attracted to this dunya? Because yani, Allah tells us that we're going to be in Jannah with those who we love. Do we love our families? Do we love our? Do we love the Sahabi? Do we love the prophets? So, inshallah, Allah will make us from the people of Jannah with the with the prophets and the Anbiya and the Ahbab Allah. Amin. So this shows us that there's different levels in Jannah. Not the first level is not the same as the the seventh level. And um, the the, the Rasulullah he describes Jannah, and he says when you're in Jannah. If you were to, if you were to, yani, you want to eat a fruit. He says, you don't even have to go pick the fruit. You just imagine the fruit and it'll appear in front of you. He says, you eat that fruit. The first bite you take will be the best bite you have ever taken. It'll taste the best. And then he says, you'll take another bite of the fruit and it'll be better than the first bite you, you took. And subhanAllah, eternally <coughs> while we're in Jannah, it always gets better. The first bite is never the same as the next bite. The bite you take is never the same as the bite you took before. And this shows us, yani, Jannah is eternal. We'll be in there forever. So, yani, we should we should fear, yani, what we're doing here determines what will what world will be over there. Will we be waliyadu billah in Jahannam, or will we be with the Sahabi and the Prophets in in Jannah? And so, when the, uh, Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi, he describes in a poem about uh, Jannah, and he says, he says, وَكَيْفَ يَقْدِرُ قَدْرَ دَارٍ غَرَزَهُ اللَّهُ بِيَدِهِ يعني, How can they fathom an abode, a home, a sanctuary, that Allah designed with His own hands? Allah designed Jannah. Allah put things where they were supposed to be in Jannah. Yani, we see Allah is al-alim. He's the all-knowing, the all-seeing. Yani, there's nobody greater than Allah. So imagine that which the Creator created. Imagine that which the Khaliq khalaqt. What did He create? He created Jannah. 
So just imagine and fathom the beauty of Jannah that was created by the most beautiful Allah. And um, and then he says, وَكَيْفَ يَقْدِرُ قَدْرَ دَارٍ غَرَزَهُ اللَّهُ بِيَدِهِ And then he says, وَإِن سَأَلْتَ عَنْ أَرْضِهَا وَتُرْبَتِهَا فَهِيَ الْمِسْكُ وَالزَّعْفَرَانِ He says, if you were to ask about, about Jannah, if you were to ask about its flooring and its dirt and its soil, understand that it is from the purest of misk, the best smelling misk, and it is from saffron. And then he says, وَإِن سَأَلْتَ عَنْ سَقْفِهَا فَهِيَ عَرْشُ الرَّحْمَانِ that if, that if you were to ask about its ceiling, you know, everything that has a floor must have a top. So he says, if you were to ask about it, understand that it is the Arsh of the Rahman. Yani the Arsh of the, imagine that which has to carry Allah. If it holds Allah, it must be amazing. It must be magnificent. We don't know. Allah knows best how it looks. But just imagine every day you know, we're in Jannah, we look up and we see Allah's Arsh. It reminds us of Allah. Every day we look up, we see Allah's Arsh. May Allah make us from the people of Jannah. Ameen. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم فاستغفروه إنه هو التواب الرحيم بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن ولا وبعد To understand how long we will be in the akhirah some of the ulama, they've tried making it easier on us, some of the scholars, and they, they gave this example. They said, imagine, imagine the earth in its entirety. If we were to fill it up with a mustard seed or a grain of sand, and every one million years, a little bird will come and pick up one grain, one seed or one grain of sand. Every one million years, the bird will come and take one. They say that the whole earth in its entirety would be emptied from all these from these seeds. Every one million years, the bird will come and take it. The whole earth will be emptied in its entirety, and we will still be living in Jannah. Or, we will still be in Jahannam. For eternity, we will be in there forever, forever, forever. Never ending. And towards the end, after everybody has been put in Jannah and Jahannam, and people are in Jannah and they're seeing their palaces and their castles, they're, they're meeting their wives, their family. Allah gathers all the Muslimin. He gathers all the people and inhabitants of Jannah. And He asks them, you know, is there anything else I can give you? You know, because they lived a good life, a righteous life in, in, in the dunya. So Allah is giving them whatever they want in the Akhirah. So, so they'll tell Allah, they'll say, Ya Allah, you have given us everything we asked for and you have given us that which we didn't even know we wanted. You've given us things that we didn't even know we needed or that we loved. So Allah will say, if that's the case, then from here on out, I will remove the hijab. Allah removes the veil from him and we will see Allah in his purest form. And this, just that sight of Allah will be better than Jannah and everything we have been given in its entirety. Just to just be able to see Allah. And subhanAllah, it is mentioned by the scholars that some of the punishments for the people of Jahannam is that they won't even see the person that created them. They won't even see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That they will be, after living a life of, of misery and not being Muslims, they will die and they will realize the haqq, they will realize the truth, and they will realize that they were put on this earth to worship Allah. And after realizing that, they will go through Yawm Al-Qiyamah and they won't even get to see the one who created them. The one who they were supposed to worship, they don't even get to see his beauty. And that itself is a punishment for the people who are, who are, uh, who are from Ahl, uh, Ahl Jahannam.
So after after Allah has done that and He has He has removed the veil from uh, the from the Muslimin and the people of Jannah, the last and final thing that Allah does is He gathers. He it says the Hadith goes, "Yujau bil maut yom al qiyamah ka'annu kabshun amlah." That death will come in the form of a white ram, and it will بين الجنة وبين النار, and it will be placed between Jannah and Jahannam. And then it says, a caller will call, Ya Ahlul Jannah, هل تعرفون هذا? And it will be said to the people of Jannah, O people of Jannah, O inhabitants of Jannah, do you know what this is? And then it says, وَيَشْرَئِبُونَ وَيَنْظُرُونَ And it says they will look up, they'll stretch their necks, and they'll be looking one over the other, trying to see what it is, and they say, نعم, هذا الموت. They'll say, yes, this is death. And then it will say, Ya Ahlul Nar, هل تعرفون هذا? And they'll be told to the people of Jahannam, do you know what this is? That they will stretch their necks, they will all be looking over one another, and they will say, "Naam, هذا الموت." ثم يأتي بأمر الله ويذبح. Then will be, then Allah's decree will come down, and the death itself will be slaughtered. And then Allah will say, "يا أهل الجنة خلود فلا موت." And then He will tell the people of Jahannam, "خلود فلا موت." And it shows that. It's telling the people, يعني خلاص, you're going to be in there forever. You're not, you're, just, you're, you're not dying. There's no more death. Allah has, Allah has killed death itself. Allah has slaughtered death itself. So it gives everybody the, the, the now everybody knows that they're, they're going to be in Jahannam forever. And they're going to be in misery forever. Or on the contrary, they're going to be in, in Jannah forever and living a happy life forever and ever and ever. And Allah knows best. I ask Allah to make us from the people of Jannah and to make us and to and to and to differentiate us from the people of Jahannam. Allahumma ghfir lana dhunubana wa kaffir anna sayyatina. Anta maulana fansurna ala al-qawm al-kafirin. Allahumma la tighzina yawm al-qiyamah. Allahumma la taj'alna min ahl al-nar. Allahumma aj'alna min ahl al-jannah. Al-lazina yadkhuluna al-jannah bi ghayri hisab. اللهم أذلنا تحت ذل عرشك يوم لا ذل إلا ذل عرشك اللهم اجعلنا من الصالحين ومن المحسنين اللهم اغفر لنا ذنوبنا ولا تخزنا يوم القيامة اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد وآخر دعوات أن الحمد لله رب العالمين أقم الصلاة